0: And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a comedian who recently started gardening and mothering, which was going great until she found herself accidentally nursing a zucchini. It's Jenna Kim Jones. He's a man who complete, who's completely devoted to his wife, except at night when he turns and cuddles his side pillow. It's hashtag Al. And he's a writer-producer who won't sit through any story told through song and dance, but is fine if you absolutely have to sneak in some jazz hands. It's Greg Heller. Chef Jeff is here to make cheesesteaks the Philadelphia way with extra anger. I'm her husband Daniel, and I'm just trying to get as much done as possible in the next seven months before the arrival of my two miraculous and beautiful fake passports, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Alison Rosen.
1: Hello, my little white chocolate Kit Kats. It's me, Allison. Welcome to an unusual and exciting Thursday show. I will explain in a moment, but I would like to say hello to my guests first. Hello and welcome back, Greg Heller.
2: Hi, Allison.
1: Hi, Jenna Kim Jones. Hello. Hello, the hashtag Al. Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi. Quants. Hi. And hello, Jeff Fox.
3: Hi, Allison. I'm sorry it was too hot out today. I didn't get a chance to pull a hilarious drop for the beginning of the show.
1: You lazy bitch. it's okay in fairness to you it is so hot out there it is so hot that um, it it
3: broke the world
1: yes our electricity went out Mm -hmm. i would say about half an hour before we were going to record yep yeah and so there's a number of things that are unusual right now one of them being that baby samantha is at the table with us yeah and i think she would like to say something how you doing sam and now she's... Talk, now, Sam. Super
2: hot. Can you not turn the air conditioning back?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now she's shy. She's looking at the microphone with her eyes as big as can be, <laughs> like, Let us happening?
0: She's looking at her future.
3: <laughs> she's very high maintenance, so she can't sleep in anything... Uh, hotter than seventy
1: two, seventy three max. I actually it completely, right. relate. Yeah. Yeah. I completely relate. To it. So Sam's at the table with us. We are sitting in the dark, save for two Allison candles that uh, that Ultra fan Rafael Castaneda gave me, and this um, peach votive candle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a thousand scented candles in the house. However, I'm pregnant, which I've mentioned before. With twins, what? which is like double the symptoms, so I can't handle a lot of smelly candles right now. I thought that I can handle the peach.
0: You have a heightened sense of smell. I have
1: a heightened sense of smell. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So, um, we don't have drops but that is okay because we've got all of us.
0: Hey everybody. Hey, hey, hey.
1: <laughs> we could nail the drop.
2: Four avocados. <laughs> it's too many. I'm giving myself
1: all the credit. <laughs> um, I'm Jen- just a cat. <laughs> I'm just a crazy cat. Jenna, we should do the um mm. yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay so that's the show anyway it is beginning it's beginning to get quite warm in here so yes. beginning well
2: <laughs> we have the, the air conditioner shut.
1: had been on for a long time okay but now that there's no electricity and no air conditioner it's the inside temperature is beginning to match the outside temperature, and I think that my brain is melting. We could
0: open the windows and get a breeze.
3: But we'd also get that, all
1: the sounds.
3: Yeah. And then Wendy would and, bark. Right.
1: We'd
2: live, but the tape might be a little noisy, so I to
3: keep them closed. <laughs> We're going to suffer
0: <laughs> for the fans.
2: Let's right just
1: now. go right up against the line of death, and then, like dial it back five minutes, and open the windows at that point. Says
2: yeah. a woman pregnant <laughs> with twins looking at a woman holding a baby. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So uh, lots to get to.
2: The energy
0: on the podcast will slowly get slower and slower, and they'll just trail off. <laughs> if, we
1: all just pass out? Yeah, if the, if
0: the length of the podcast is 45 hours. I know. If we're
1: just going to be in suspended animation, I was going to say. We have no idea that we've slown, slown down. All right. There it is. It's starting. <laughs> it's starting, you guys. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out where we should start. Um,
3: I would like to point out that it's 830 at night and it is 91 degrees out still.
1: Yeah. Oh, and also this is sort of curious. Greg pointed out Mm. that a whole bunch of people in my neighborhood are now just hanging out on their lawn. I almost feel like we should be out there getting to know them because I don't really feel like I want to know them.
0: I feel like I know them. Really? I mean, I've never met any of them, but But yeah, I've seen them.
1: You have a sense of what they're yeah, like. Yeah, I
0: know. Like, that guy's a tool. That guy's a tool. Yeah. <laughs> all a bunch of jerks and, oh, okay. and a-holes.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so Daniel and I had our appointment to see the baby's heartbeats, and we weren't sure if there were going to be two heartbeats, Um. because as I mentioned last week, one of the babies is, they're both tiny, but one was tinier than the other. Um, like
0: by a millimeter, a couple millimeters.
1: Yeah, but we saw two heartbeats, so that's right. Still having two babies. Uh, it's crazy. So that's happening. They're um, about
0: they're about half a centimeter. Yes. Uh, long right diameter,
1: and I am beginning to have um, pregnancy symptoms for for the first. I don't know how I, I'm about. When you hear this, I'll be about eight weeks along, mm-hmm. um, but for the first, I don't know, six weeks or something, I really was like, this is so much easier than anything I've been through up to this point uh, because, you know, the IVF was, was fairly grueling, um, but then in the last three days, it sort of hit me suddenly, and I was taking long naps in the day. That part I'm okay with, but also beginning to feel morning sickness, which Jenna doesn't know this, but I was telling her earlier, to me, it feels like a hangover, so that's no fun.
4: I know. I feel like I got, I'm so educated now about (laughs) hangovers. Yeah. I'm a total expert.
3: It's funny that Jenna didn't realize that because she has no frame of reference. Exactly. I love (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. So um, there's that. And in fact, I was going to ask you guys in the morning when I'm making the bed, my first thought is as I'm making the bed, like, oh, I can't wait to get back into this later. Like (laughs) we will meet again. And I was thinking, I feel like that's a bad sign because to me what that suggests is like I can't wait for time to pass quickly so that I can just be unconscious. But then I decided I, I'm going to blame that on the pregnancy. Like I am blaming everything on pregnancy. And actually that is probably possibly in addition to the children that I'm looking forward to. Um, the, the biggest upside of pregnancy is just the fact that I can be like, I'm not a lazy piece of shit. The babies are tired. Right, yes. like the, the, <laughs> And it is your right as a woman to use that excuse endlessly until the babies come. The babies want a sandwich. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. never mind that you felt that way before you got pregnant. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> oh, Daniel. yeah, Tell them. Okay, so also, someone tweeted and asked, please, please, for the love of God, do not talk about reality TV anymore. But yeah. he said that he would listen no matter what. So, sorry, Cliff, you're getting overruled. Um, I feel like more. Pe- I feel like more people enjoy the reality TV show talk. However, I'm sort of afraid to put this out there, but I'm just going to say it. If there are more people who don't want to hear it, gently let me know. Because for right now, all I'm getting you
3: should put a poll. On I should. Website. I should do a Twitter
1: poll. But okay, I so- just
3: popped out of my chair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway. When Daniel and I first got into Vanderpump Rules, he made me promise that we weren't going to then get into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I just knew
0: this was just a fucking rabbit hole. Yes. fall down. And it's a gateway show. Yeah. And like in two months, we're sitting there waiting for the next season of Housewives of the Potomac.
1: Right. I'm not going to get in. I refuse. Yeah. But then Jenna talked about how she got sucked into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And now we're into that, too. But, at the beginning, they have that ridiculous intro where it 's like, "Money is what i have it 's not who I am <laughs> I love those so if you I watch- have a lot, but I want more." Yeah,
0: each each lady has yeah. their own their I worked own too hard saying. for
1: this zip code. I'm not going home now. Yeah. You guys oh. haven't got to that one yet. In Beverly Hills, it's who you know, and I know everyone. Oh, that's yeah. a
0: good one. And so,
1: Daniel. I came up with
0: one for Allison, yeah. which is, they say a body at rest tends to stay at rest. Well, I'm proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> with a sassy look at the camera with a yeah. shake of her hair.
1: So... That's how lazy I've become. Mm-hmm. That's how lazy I've been. Yeah. Now I just have an excuse. Um, all right. And uh I had a new fear today. A new fear developed. I was backing out of the driveway. And this is a fear that I think a fair amount of people have, because I read about it in an O C D book once, but I normally don't have this one. I was backing out of the driveway and in my car's rear view cam thing, which I never use, um, I saw like a flutter. Oh. And I've just also just been distracted lately. So I saw a flutter and then I looked behind me and I looked in it and there was nothing. And I was backing up and I was like, it was probably just a leaf or like I imagined a f- it. a
0: fairy or an angel. But <laughs> I couldn't
1: shake the fear that what if there's a kid on like a little bike or something You back have a rear there. camera,
0: like a rear camera on your car?
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, you saw it in that.
1: I saw a flutter. It was a flutter. Daniel. Oh, I thought you saw it
0: in the mirror. <laughs> Hey, I don't have my headphones on. Flutter. I can't hear her.
2: So, what happened after you saw the flutter?
1: I began.
0: I just wanted to say flutter.
1: If the there was nothing, there was nothing there. But That's as a great I was story. back, <laughs> it's look.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Look, please tell us about the
1: flutter. It's, it's six hundred and five degrees outside. Kelvin.
2: It's yeah. kind of a horror movie story, like you imagine like a little, yeah. like there's a tiny Satan boy on a tricycle behind you or whatever.
1: I mean, I didn't picture it being a Satan boy, I just uh, pictured it being <laughs> a neighborhood toddler. but, no, but regardless, that is the fear
0: though, that's terrifying. The, yeah, yes, I
1: cou- a... as I was backing up, I could not shake the fear that what if I'm about to hit a child?
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Even though there was no child there. Right. Um, but I just hope this isn't a new thing that plagues me every time I drive.
2: Yeah. Mm. Daniel, is I Allison a good driver?
1: she's
0: pretty good yeah actually she's, you wouldn't think it
2: i wouldn't think one way or no, the other you'd think
0: you, you know
1: based on i know you can't see my face let me hold the candle up to my face
0: <laughs> it's, i'm giving you
1: a look of skepticism huh? you, Wait, yeah. why would you not think it
0: um no i just i said i think it i'm saying <laughs> one one would i bet you if you took a twitter poll why, Your because she's a be woman,
4: like, Daniel?
0: No, because Watch she's always yourself. on Twitter, and she's always distracted. Because I'm
1: always on Twitter. <laughs> Daniel, man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's street, Make it, it worse, enough. Rob. Make it worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's, you know, she's always, like, r-
3: watching YouTube videos while she drives. <laughs>
1: That's so not true. No, she's a
3: good driver. You're a good driver. She's Snapchatting her reaction to YouTube videos while she drives.
1: I... I am a good driver but I'm someone who does not enjoy driving so I preferred that Daniel does most of No you driving.
0: what you like best is um having me drive but then constantly criticizing <laughs> how I drive.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't call it criticizing. It's uh, just expressing a running expressing
0: fear and uh
3: discomfort.
1: That is my favorite, yes. How does it work with the Al and the Jennas?
3: Uh I always drive everywhere jenna does not care for driving
1: if i could never drive again that would be my dream <gasps> Me too yeah, yeah. i do not care about let's, driving let's when we have our real housewives of um, podcasting <laughs> let's just be chauffeured please 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 although i think just quickly about the driving thing in the real housewives
4: i'm pretty sure that they're the only people in los angeles who still use limos <laughs> yes i know
0: limos are so cheesy,
1: it looks like they're going to prom way. It doesn't. No it one is knows so weird. There's limo. nothing,
0: you know. That's one of the things. So they show they have these scenes of the Real Housewives in these limos, and and, and if you've been in a limo, it's like the cheesiest fucking thing in the world with those stupid LED. Li- You'd think that if this is something that rich people use all the time, it would be full of like mahogany, and there would be something classy about Maybe it. Maybe some
2: teak. Or yeah, some like other, something yeah. nice,
3: you know, like cedar. It's
0: no, it's I'm like, like yes, yeah. Ald- right, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like the Axe body spray of decor, mm. <laughs> right? And they're not even comfortable. You know, you kind of yeah. have to squeeze in there, yeah. and it's like, yeah. yeah. I feel like limos are '90s though. Like the '90s, they were cool. Yeah, and like everyone who was everybody had the limo kind of. Well, deal. I feel like
0: they're more you know? '80s. Al, oh, is it '80s? I feel like the peak decade for limos was probably the
3: '80s. Yeah, because it would have been pre gigantic SUV era. Oh, okay. right. Because I think I think it's fancier. You would I would feel more. Ula-di-da uh, riding in a, like a the, giant Escalade than a limo. That's What's what more Ula-di-da? Uh, I just wanted to say that.
2: <laughs> it is fun.
3: <laughs> so they just drive around LA in
0: limousines?
2: Yes. Like They're chauffeured everywhere? Yeah, Sometimes
0: they, cool. they will just drive around the block in the limousine to have their intense conversation slash confrontation.
2: Yeah. One thing I always have been waiting for on those shows and I do catch them in my peripheral vision a lot is I just want one time for one of them to go I feel like I should skip this dinner party because there's going to be a fight, so I'm not going to go to this one. Well, just, they, they one will say time, that. I want them to it, be like, I'm not going because there'll be a fight.
0: They will say that, and then no, they'll no, go. They
1: have to go because <laughs> it's their group, and they have to <laughs> work it out and just put it in the past. Right. They. It's time to move on, and in order to move on, I need you to bring it up again with her. Oh, <gasps> we are getting some light. Power life.
0: just came on. Oh my I think nice it was gentleman. us talking about the Real Housewives. That
3: powers LA.
1: Oh Oh my god, we have power, we We have light, we're going to have air conditioning again soon.
3: Very exciting.
1: Hey you guys, we're back. Okay, so a lot (laughs) happened, a lot (laughs) happened in between when we were last talking to you, which for you was just a second ago, but for us, I don't know how many minutes passed, but the power oh you heard the power came on so that was exciting except the air conditioning didn't come on but we were like just a few more minutes it's going to come on i capitalized upon that moment to print out the jmo so thank goodness they're right here mm-hmm. but then the power went out again and that was very depressing and then it came on for a second again and at that point we realized that poor sam was turning red she was so she looked sweaty like she was melting she looked very yeah, uncomfortable actually not. she didn't look uncomfortable she looked fine but in that way where it's like it she doesn't seem fine like i'm a zombie almost yes like i just i can't even
4: function but i'm gonna smile at you guys and just be here right, right. Yeah. yeah so it then i weird.
1: said hey i have a fan and i went into my bedroom to get the fan uh, and then I turned it on, and then the power went out again. Mm-hmm. And then I wondered for a second: uh, Is it? Did I just break a fuse or a circuit? Or you know, uh, yeah, I know. But break n- a fuse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> flood a circuit, break a circuit.
2: <laughs> no, you snap a fuse and bust a circuit.
1: I wondered if I, I had done right, any. I was of like, I was wait, what? <laughs> you blow, no, what is it, really? you yes, blow a fuse? Yes, I wondered if I wondered if I'd blown a fuse, but no, the whole the whole state of California has gone dark. So, Al and Samantha have left to find warmer, no, No. colder. Yes. Colder climbs. I know. We're just hoping that Burbank is still. I know. I was actually wondering. I know. Yeah. At least your car has air conditioning. Exactly. Yeah. But we're here. You could have live in
3: your car.
2: Is that the implication?
1: No, it's basically cooler off. Yeah. What what if
3: we took all of the equipment and went to like the Beverly Center (laughs) because there was air conditioning and then did the show there? It would record.
1: I know, well, like what at Cuckoo Roo? I don't think there <laughs> anywhere is there. there are no Cuckoo
3: we... Roo's, are there?
1: I don't know. I don't think so, but oh. it's hot. Did Cuckoo Roo go out <laughs> of business? I, I think, think there's did. no more Cuckoo What is Cuckoo Roo? Oh, did you not? It you was don't? Like a chicken was place. it just local? Yeah, it was a yeah, chicken it was a local place. Chicken place. <gasps> Wait, I think I oh, no, may we, know. We had those what it is. on
3: the East Coast. You did? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I always huh, disliked I always the always name know. enough that it made me not want to go there. There's
3: not, there's not enough fun in it to be that ridiculous, and there wasn't enough information in it to make you excited about it. <laughs> right? It was, it, was just like, it was just too dot dot.
0: It was kind of the first of the casual fast food type thing where you go and it was a rotisserie chicken, whereas
2: as opposed to some of the more formal fast food joints. Well, <laughs>
0: <Right. laughs> like there is a word for it. No, it's like fast uh, Chipotle, fast cash.
1: Yeah. Chipotle, mm-hmm. Chipotle. <laughs> Wait, um, what's the difference between fast cash like and Baja fast food? Fresh.
0: No drive-through. Uh,
4: it's a little bit more expensive, and I think it is more of like a place where you go and sit and and enjoy your food, whereas like fast food is supposed to be yeah, kind of like just in and, and throw out, throw
0: it in your car as you drive by. So it
4: should be fast formal. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you don't yeah. want to. You well, don't wear a suit and tie, right?
4: But it's not that all fast formal. food
2: is casual.
3: Has anybody else noticed that at Chipotle, just because the person's making it in in front of you while you're in line, people get super particular about getting their burrito made? Like they're given very specific directions to the guy making six dollars an hour, scooping meat into your six dollar burrito.
1: Hmm. Jeff, how,
2: how, I'm sorry, Austin, go ahead.
1: How do they are they cool with that at Chipotle though?
3: The people working there, they I don't know. They don't seem to. Care or they're not showing it anyway, but people always like, Oh, could you? Yeah, get get some of that. Yeah, the the crispy little piece on the end. Yeah, get some of those in there. And I, but it's like, it's a six dollar burrito. Right. Um, This guy unfortunately has to be in front of you (laughs) making this. And now you're going to, like, it's going to be a custom made burrito. Right.
2: That's how all burritos are made in San Francisco. (laughs) <laughs> ever, i'm serious i feel like if that's ever how to san francisco that's what a mission burrito is is you walk down the line and you go this 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 and this that's
3: that's the kind of burrito that there I, you can the say the this and this but there's like the direction of scoop this part of the steamer mm. thing to make the, 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 the yeah
2: that bean or whatever right yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. there's
0: a place in tucson we used to go to where you order so you there's like a, a line with uh what do you call it where it's like a like they have at amusement parks where you go back and forth. Queue? Yeah, there's like a queue. No, no, no. Queue just means line. That's called a switchback. A switchback switch line. Park. Okay, so you walk in Probably. and you don't even see <laughs> you have you, you, you before you get into that line there's like this big uh display with a with like a speaker in the middle of it and you order there and then you go back and you get it sort of like a a walking drive-through.
1: Sort of like in vacation. Don't, you know what? It's the heat in vacation. No, case- it's the
2: humidity. <laughs> what part of vacation?
1: No, I know they talked to a speaker, but I think that's at while in Walla Walla. I don't think. Of the moose, yeah. Yes, it so. has nothing
2: to do. With sorry, food. folks. Park closed. The- yeah. yeah, moose like outside. That. Should have told you.
4: There <laughs> was a restaurant in Provo where I grew Provo, up. Spain. Provo, Utah, oh. and uh, where you I can't remember what it was called right now. I wish I could because it was some silly name. But you'd go in and you'd just go choose a table, and then there was a phone at your table. That's fun. Mm. And you would call Ooh, like them that. and order. Was that fun? Oh, as kids, it was like this is the coolest thing yeah. I have yeah, ever seen. And then people, you'd call and like joke around and then hang up. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was so oh fun. we
0: were we were we were so fun when yeah. we would order. Yeah, because we it was a, a chimichanga place, so mm-hmm. we, I'd, I'd go up and I would go Jeek and Jamie, <laughs> and, and then I would, <laughs> and then I'd go get my chicken chimmy.
1: You mean like? <laughs> What
2: you mean? Like the whole restaurant was just dedicated to chimichangas?
0: Well, no, they had other stuff, but that was their specialty thing. Yeah, Mm.
1: their chicken chimichanga. It was was a. It was
3: a mexicateria,
1: of course. Mm, Mm, course.
2: yes.
3: (laughs) You know, it feels a little bit like there was a rapture. It's like there was this flash of light, and Al's gone,
4: and then
2: two people were gone.
1: The rest of us are here in purgatory.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Jenna,
2: you made a few mistakes you didn't know about somewhere. Apparently. You broke way too many hearts. I knew that that Al was better than me, you guys. It was that Diet Coke. Oh, shoot. Why did you have to be so mean to bunk bed guys? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Poor bunk
1: bed guys. Sometimes I think about bunk bed guys. I forgot I told you guys that. Uh, It's so embarrassing. It's true. For like six weeks... I don't know how long, four to six weeks afterwards, every time I talked to Greg on the phone, he was like, what do you think it sounded like when the lights went out in that room? <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, Steve, Yeah, I still love Jenna a little bit. So do I. Okay, oh good match.
1: <laughs> I, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Jenna dated.
2: Bunkers. Mormon
1: roommates. <laughs> they had bunk sh- beds. Not at the same time. One right after share- another. But they shared bunk beds.
2: <laughs> and she broke both their hearts. Mm. And, yeah. Come on.
4: Well, what what's really sad is I talked about that guy on the, this podcast mm-hmm. and then right before that guy before this time, I talked I can't even talk either. I'm so hot. <laughs> I know. I, okay, so I talked about it on this podcast and then I also mentioned him on my podcast. And then Top or s- bottom? Bottom. Bottom, okay. And <laughs> and um and then I guess his grandmother had passed away recently, oh, okay. and one of his relatives listens to I don't know which podcast, probably yours, but wrote and was like, "But I don't know this person, okay, like at all." So wrote to me and was like, "Way to talk about him. Oh, He's no. going through some uh, hard uh, things uh, right uh, now, and his grandmother passed away." And I was like, "Did I
1: say his name?" But does no. he listen? Did I if- me- no. <laughs> so
0: then, what doesn't
1: I know? And you didn't say anything bad about him. No. Exactly. Just that maybe you weren't that into him. Yeah, but that's fine. He knew that. We're we're both married to other people (laughs) and have children. Of course.
2: And is Top Bunk
4: guy married? No, he's still uh,
2: still floating floating around. around, He's He's floating around. He's still staring at a picture of JKJ thinking about the one that got away every night.
1: wait, how did the- Top Bunk
2: just going solo through life. Rough.
1: How did the (laughs) relative know that the guy you were talking about was him? Oh, well, like had he said he his just sleeps on a bottom bunk that's I, how she he, it. <laughs> I, oh, I dated this comedian Jenna Kim Jones, and now then she dated the guy who sleeps above me. I think well, I think it was a combination. I don't know because he he did something very
4: specific well, in the, my podcast, I mentioned that he drove from where he was from to utah on christmas day to surprise me and we'd oh. only been dating for like a month oh, i thought it God. was like a little too much you yeah. think and <laughs> uh so i mentioned that so they must oh. have either they knew that story or they knew the bunk thing oh, i don't God. know all yeah. i know is that somehow it came back to bite me <laughs> when I talked about him. you
1: heard did he just knock at the door
4: he called me on the phone and said like what are you doing and was being all weird and so <laughs> i told my mom about the conversation and she was like you should probably put some makeup on just in case what if he shows up <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and at the time, oh did she know I, no oh, she okay. was just kidding and so then he came to the door and and was there and i was shocked and then at the time all my siblings were gone it was christmas day but like some of my siblings had other family, like in-laws that they were visiting or they were at a, some of them were at a movie or some of them, I don't remember what was happening. But my mom called all of my siblings and within like 15 minutes, they were all back at the house because they were just dying. that this was like the funniest thing ever <laughs> oh, that I was oh. hanging out. It was so Did, It
0: was Christmas Day. Did he have a bow on his head? I'm the gift. <laughs> oh, no, he Elf didn't.
1: Hat. But I, he's I, going through something. He felt, yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. He felt, something. He,
4: I think he realized you know. that I wasn't that excited, and then it was kind of weird. That's
1: a long, long drive. Uh, off to yeah, think about
2: such it. a rookie
3: mistake. Let's yeah. let's do a little public service announcement for young men out there. Seriously, these that. are the kinds of ideas that are born of Cameron Crowe and yes. John Hughes yes. movies. Yeah, and they. Are terrible. They ideas. really
4: are. Yeah.
0: Women they do not want you to be that in, no. excited to. And they also be make women
2: feel like awkward and imposed on. And it's just don't do that shit. And
3: in general, I think it could be said that showing up unannounced is a pretty dicky move. Yeah, it it's, it yeah. comes off cute in very very few instances. No
1: one is excited when someone shows up unannounced at their door. Yeah, which is why you guys need the ring video doorbell in fact this is awesome I've talked oh. before about the fact that uh, yes let's just Wait. take a moment to pause and appreciate <laughs> that, an abrupt,
0: that that was left turn
1: <laughs> I, thought, no, I feel like that was her segue. most smooth Thank segue you. And, uh, was the was heat beautiful. is bringing it abrupt left turn that was yeah, you're talking about po- 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 That was showing up at the door segwaying I yeah. would be willing to bet in
2: Allison's mind she had been steering conversation towards this for several minutes I have no
1: idea when I <laughs> asked When I asked Jenna, did he show up unannounced? And she's like, no, he called ahead. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But then, even then, you know, her mom said to put on some makeup. So I'm like, okay, good, good. We're going back. We're going back. And then like a whole new conversation popped up. But you know what? Consummate professional that I am. I let it happen because I knew that we would have another opportunity. And here I am ruining it by over explaining Oh,
3: no, you, this is, you're, you're you. Bringing i'm just it home. saying
1: daniel one day you'll go back and listen to this episode and you'll be like i misjudged her no. she was working at the top of her game <laughs> if you're
2: alive in 45 minutes you'll go back and listen to this episode <laughs> if
3: we survive
2: the that's night. a
1: good serious point how do we know if we're dying from the heat don't go to sleep wait no that's in the cold you're yeah not. uh what if the babies are They're
4: not. They're They're protected by me. You're fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're fine. They're fine.
0: It's not that hot. They're
4: going to take all of the nutrients first anyway. That's how it goes. That's good. It's like a parasite. I'll get
1: skinny. Mm
3: -hmm. Yep. That's why I got my tapeworm.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which. but (laughs) We'll see. That's exhibit B. What? Back to ring video doorknobs. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oops. Excuse me. Back to ring video doorbell. (laughs) Allison, I was,
3: Allison just set the ad copy. I, on I fire. just want to say to the listeners,
0: <laughs> Allison is holding a candle up to a piece of paper in order to read this. So this this is, is in my mind. Are, we I've in,
1: memorized, not memorized, I'm just speaking but extemporaneously. But we are in the dark, right? We're now. in the dark. None of you have ever looked more beautiful to me, though, Thank in this you. lighting. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Okay, I have talked before. Are You really You can't video this, Greg. I'm not it's distracted I'm me. It's okay. <laughs> actually really kind of beautiful. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. Of let it happen. Okay. I've talked before about how I am never happy when someone rings on my doorbell unannounced. And I usually just don't even answer it because the times that I do answer it, uh, I'm always disappointed that I did. And it frustrates me that I can't just know who it is. That is why Ring Video Doorbell is perfect for people like me and for people like you. Because um, using your smartphone, you can then see who's at your door. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's the future. And you can communicate with them. Um, and Ring Video Doorbell has been proven to stop burglaries before they happen by allowing you to see and speak to anyone approaching your door using your smartphone. Now, Ring is using their advanced motion detection technology to protect your entire property with the Ring of security kit. The kit includes a ring video doorbell for the front door and a ring stick-up cam, which is a wireless, weatherproof HD camera to keep an eye on other parts of your property. Ring video doorbell and stick-up cam both install in minutes and they work together. They provide 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room or thousands of miles away. Um, Daniel, I feel like this is the kind of thing that, I mean, you already said you're super into it, but it's especially perfect for you because you have talked before about how you never want to have a huge house. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we are on the right path for that. You never Mm want to have a huge house because you're concerned about feeling like you need to sort of, guard the perimeter at all times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not with a ring of security kit and ring video doorbell. For a limited time, my listeners get $50 off the ring of security kit. It's the lowest price anywhere. Go to ring.com slash Allison now. Join the hundreds of thousands who protect their home with ring. Go to ring.com slash Allison for $50 off. That's ring.com slash Allison. So I say are um oh greg you weren't here for this we we've started uh doing advice on this podcast because we have life by the balls here and we have it all figured out we did it yeah, on that the true. Last, uh sure we've started doing advice Except, that part's true <laughs> yeah easy, yes there you go
2: <laughs> jenna don't lie you have life by the balls
4: and <laughs> an expression i have crocheted into many pillows <laughs>
1: <laughs> sort of her personal motto, really. Yes. Um, people really enjoyed it. So I say we take another advice question and we have a little song.
0: When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been.
1: So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay. I'll be reading this by candlelight. Dear Allison. This is from Lane. I guess the simplest version of my question for your advice segment is this. How did you know you were ready to be a parent? What changed and took you from nope to let's do this? I'm 34, a realist, sometimes too much so, and an overthinker. Never had that moment, that desire to do it. But I know now is the time if I'm going to do it at all. I am married and my husband could go either way. So he says, when was the moment that you knew you were ready or close enough to, to ready to start trying? Um, oh I'm so happy for you and Daniel you are going to be the best parents I teared up when you announced your news Um, not not at the news itself as much as the joy in your voice because you have wanted it for so long been listening since you were with your former employer and this is such a long time coming you deserve it this kid is going to be so loved congratulations and yes I did uh debate whether to read that last paragraph but then it's it's um you it's did? too dark and it's too hot for me to make any decisions on the fly. So uh-huh. I just read it. Thank you, Lane. Okay, so um I will say I never had a moment where I'm like, I'm ready, this is for sure what I want, let's do this. Um, and I also never felt my biological clock ticking in the way that I hear other people talking about it, um, which concerned me. That being – and I'll get into that in a second. That being said, I've always known that I wanted children. Like that's – I've never had a question about that. I've always known that, you know, at the end of my life, if I achieve everything I want career-wise but I don't have kids, I think that I will probably feel like I missed out on something. And by the way, I'm not saying other people should feel this. I'm just saying this is how I have always felt Um, versus if I have kids and a family but I don't achieve everything I want career-wise. I think – I'll be okay with that. So, I've just always felt that way and have never questioned that. It's just been like a conviction I've felt always. So, for me, the question was just when? When do we start trying? Because I'm a late bloomer. I didn't feel ready for the longest time. I wanted to have more things in my life in order. Um, you know, I met Daniel kind of later in life. I am 65 after all. So, <laughs> Um, It really kind of became just a biology math situation where I, you know, I knew that it wasn't, well, I stupidly thought it was going to be easy to get pregnant. um, But in retrospect, I really shouldn't have thought that because I have endometriosis and I had had surgery from endometriosis, which affects your fertility. Um, But it really just came down to, okay, we're getting married in a couple months. We should just start trying now Um, because then I won't be showing in the pictures and blah, blah, blah. And in retrospect, I kind of wish we had started sooner, given how long it took us. But I don't know. I had this weird traditional thing of, like, not wanting to be pregnant when I got married. Again, like, I I don't know where all that was really coming from because I don't – It like, I don't – I don't know. There's there's a a fair amount of things I would have done differently if I could do are getting married and – starting to try to get pregnant thing over again. Um that being said, it was it like I said it was never this like oh my god, my biological clock is ticking and I have to do this. It was just I know this is something that I want to do and it makes sense to start doing it now. And then the more and more we got into the process, the more it became a real kind of thing. I think it was sort of abstract at the beginning and um the more I really became Invested in the outcome as much as I was trying to tell myself, you can't be invested in the outcome because it could go either way. And I don't want to be setting myself up to be miserable if this doesn't work. Um, And I don't know, it just sort of, I just trusted that by the time it happens, I will feel ready. And I do feel ready now. I also feel like my face is melting off. (laughs) Jenna, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This
4: one was, let's see, I, Al and I got married. And we both knew we wanted to have children, for sure. I always was the same with Allison. Like, I always knew I wanted kids. Um, For me, it was I also was like, I don't know when. There was no timeline for me. Al and I, when we got married, we did talk a lot about it just because I wanted to make sure we were both on the same page that I didn't want to, like, get married and then a year later have a baby. That was like, I was very much not interested in that, Um, which a lot of mormon couples do occasion like not right. a lot but it just seems like a lot of mormon couples kind of dive right into having kids right. more quickly than most maybe not as much anymore but like my mom had a baby one year after she was married mm-hmm. and like that just seemed so overwhelming and i felt like al and i needed time to be together and get to know each other more and so i think i made some like arbitrary timeline when we first got married, like talk to me in January 2015, I think is what I jokingly said because uh, we got married in 2012. And I'll put
0: it on his calendar. Uh,
4: definitely <laughs> did
0: January 2015. Right.
4: So yeah. we came home from our we went to his parents' house for Christmas. We came home and then it was his birthday. And then one day he like sat down and was like, "Hey, let's talk about this." Are you? <laughs> and we had a conversation, and I was very hesitant at first. Mm -hmm. Um, But you were
3: impressed by the PowerPoint presentation.
4: (laughs) (laughs) With Al, there's always a PowerPoint. Um... I was very like, hesitant at first to even have the conversation because I felt like that I, I didn't want to say anything that was going to upset him or offend him. Because for me, I was very nervous to have kids because my greatest fear, just based on maybe my parents' relationship and other relationships that I had seen, was that we would have children and then Al would check out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. That he would go like, ooh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Hey, I'm just going to go to work and not come home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like really terrified of that. And I think that that had always scared me, which is why I was always hesitant and never put a timeline on it. Um, And so we had like a really very real conversation. I cried a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't want you to not love me anymore and all these different things. And he was so great and didn't take offense to what I said because that was what I was worried that he'd go like, well, you think I'm some jerk who would just do that? Right. But it was like, it's nothing to do with you. It's 100% my own personal life experience and things that I'd seen. And so he didn't take offense. He was so understanding about it and so kind. And And so at the end of the conversation, I said like, okay, well, let's try. You know, let's not like look at a calendar and figure out when I'm ovulating or whatever but like if it happens it happens and then a month later I was pregnant wow Wow. yeah it was like a month later crazy
1: did you have some sense of when you were ovulating Mm mm-mm My
4: period's well, we'll just get there. I here we are. They were never regular. Uh I never knew when it was going to come. So I never really had a good clear sense. So when I was actually pregnant, I just thought it was my period coming. Mm -hmm. And then it never came. And then I was like, I think I am. And then Al talked me down and said, You're absolutely not pregnant. You always think you're pregnant. Uh, you're just very irregular. Stop saying that you're not pregnant. It wouldn't happen this fast. <laughs> and then yeah. the next day I took like 17 pregnancy tests and I was definitely pregnant. Wow. <laughs> it was
1: crazy. That was my fantasy of what it would be like.
0: <laughs> you were like you you thought it would be so easy that you were like we should start this month yeah. because the well, you know we'll be pregnant by the, I mean you was such a certain thing in your mind well, that we would get
1: And the, the first time we ever had unprotected sex the next night I um, was on, I think I've mentioned this before. I was on, or I don't know if I have or not. I was on stage with the Adam Carolla show and I had to pee so bad. I actually had to get up, had to take a break, which Brian had done that. I had never in the entire time I performed with the so show, like, the entire time ahead. I performed live, I've never, ever, ever <laughs> had to do that. Um, it was mortifying, but I was like, yeah, I'm probably, this is probably yeah, The
2: next day. <laughs> yeah. The, just a one-day-old baby was yeah. pushing down yeah. on your bladder? <laughs> yeah.
1: Never mind the fact that in between the shows, I was in the green room, and they had these free bottles of Propel lemon water. I'm like, these are so good. So I drank like four or five. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Because, you know, obviously the baby at that point was already thirsty. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was insane. And I was completely wrong about when I was ovulating, too. But I just had this dumb belief that it might happen that fast. But mm-hmm. that that is awesome. how old were you when that happened? Uh... Were you twenty nine. I was twenty.
4: I was um, al- almost twenty nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it was very crazy and unexpected. And part of me thinks, and maybe this is just some. Maybe this is just me being crazy. But I'm like, I, part of me just says, like, well, God probably just was like, if I don't, get, if she doesn't get pregnant now. It's. she's never going to want to do it ever again. She <laughs> finally said she's interested. Let's get a baby. So mm-hmm. I, I always joke that. But, you know, I don't know. It just happened really fast. And it was weird and unexpected. And I was, like, pretty scared. I wasn't scared, but I was like, I can't believe this. I can't believe we're pregnant already. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, oh, we'd get pregnant by Christmas. Like, in my mind, it was the opposite. I thought it was going to take me a year to get right, pregnant. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So
1: um, during your pregnancy, did those fears about Al... Or men in general mm-hmm. um, come up again, yeah, I talked to him a lot
4: about it, and i I talked to him pretty intensely about it because i i i would i mean I would joke a lot too like I'm not doing this by myself, if you leave me i can't, this is like this was not the deal. This is not what I signed up for. We're co parents. I'm not the one who sits at home and watches the baby until you decide you want to hang out. <laughs> and I was very, very upfront and direct about it because I didn't want any misunderstandings once the baby was here that, like, I'm doing it, all doing it by myself. And he's been amazing. And the reality is, I've really enjoyed having the baby, even though it's been super hard and she's been kind of a tough baby. And so now I look at it and I go like, wow, everything's great. And Al's been so attentive and so excited about having Sam and very like he's very involved because he wants to be very involved. And that's a huge relief. I can tell that he's actually happy to be a father, whereas like, you know, I don't ever see him go like, oh, fine, I'll help you. It's always (laughs) like, yeah, okay, You know, and he's excited about it. So. It's worked out really nicely. But yeah, we talked a lot about it because I just was so, I don't know, I just was like very insecure that it would change our relationship so dramatically that we wouldn't be okay. But we've actually, I think, I think for a while we were definitely like the first few months, you just kind of go in this mode of like survival. Mm -hmm, That's what I hear. And you just kind of are okay. We're ships kind of passing the day away and passing through the night. and, And then you kind of come out of that and you go like, hey, we're awesome. Like, we did this together right. and it's so great. And so now I feel like we're really even coming closer and getting better. And so that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What's so hard about Sammy?
4: Oh, everything. <laughs> 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 she's just a tough baby in general.
0: But, like, in what way? Is she willful? Is
4: she, she what?
1: <laughs> willful.
0: Willful. Oh, I think she's woeful. She's a woeful baby child. She's a, child. <laughs> she's like, a rough so she's rose. 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 No, like, what makes. our baby woeful? like what she just seems like a baby to me
4: right um she's tough she does not she doesn't uh i think we we always joke she has like a severe case of fomo fear of missing out (laughs) she wants to be with us all the time she mm -hmm. doesn't like to go to other people um sleep was until about a month well until about three weeks ago she would not sleep through the night i mean just Hmm. she's just tenacious she's so Active and excited, and wants to touch everything and see everything. And when she's not here with you guys, when you guys see her, she's a little more sedated. It's late, mm-hmm. it's nighttime. All day long, she is talking and moving and touching and kicking and running. And, and she's not running, she's not moving, but for some reason, she can still get around and get into things. And well, that'll probably
3: go away as she gets older, no, right? It's always,
4: that's what I'm, but see, now I'm like, oh my gosh, when mm-hmm. she can actually move, I am never going to be able <laughs> to sit down ever again. Um, but she's just, yeah, you just like suddenly have this creature, this person, this human that. Has so much more um, personality than you realize mm-hmm. they will. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. Uh, like, yeah. And she wants to joke around all the time. Sam likes to, like, she kind of likes when you jump and scare her a little bit. She, mm-hmm. like, has this weird personality where she just is excited and it's I exhausting. I yeah. can see that.
2: That makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: So, my advice for you, Lane. Oh, yeah. We're giving advice, <laughs> aren't we? Would be. Um, a couple things. If, if you think you want to do it now would probably be a good time to sort of start figuring that out. Um, that being said, if you're unsure, I don't,
0: you shouldn't have kids unless you, unless you're sure, unless you want to.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sure. Maybe sure is, is too strong a word. Can I say something about that? Yeah.
2: Um, I want kids super badly now. I want Mm. kids. I I probably talked about that on the show before. Do you
1: want one of ours? (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's a great idea. Uh, let me see what
2: they look like Okay. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and one of the things I've wanted kids for a long time but one of the things I figured out that really like made me positive that I want kids is I realized that there's no finish line like the thing that you th- career wise or personal life wise the thing you think you say to yourself as soon as this happens I'll be ready as soon as that happens you want the next thing that's going to happen right. for me it was like as soon as I sell a show, okay, well now I want to sell a movie, like there is no finish line for that. So accepting that is part of the pro- for me, that was part of the process of being mm-hmm. like, oh, I always want another thing. So instead of waiting until I'm 70, I might as well just be like, having a baby is not going to stop me from wanting the next thing. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, and I, I think
0: there's also this notion that having a baby is going to stop you. Right. And um you know, I think that uh, that actually is what held me back from wanting kids for so long. Because I was just like, I have other things I want out of life. I don't want to be sitting at home watching Tommy the Tank Engine.
1: Yeah, you weren't sure for a long time, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't know. And then I saw people who had kids in their lives. You know, they still did everything. They do stuff. You yeah. And in fact, you know, I this is a Francis Ford Coppola talks about this all the time, which is like, you know, he doesn't think he would have been successful at all if he didn't have kids. because the fact that he had kids meant that he had to suddenly make more responsible choices, um, and really commit to things because he had a family and, and, um, you know, you don't just flitter along the the surface of life anymore. You have to actually like really
2: dive in. You and don't so. just like flutter like a boy behind a car that's backing up. Or whatever. <laughs> a you Satan child tri- on a tricycle. Just like flutter like a Satan baby <laughs> on a tricycle. <laughs>
1: Call back to the flutter baby. Well, so what my doctor told me is she said this the advice she gives all women over thirty five. Um, when you're ready to start trying, try for six months naturally, and if it doesn't work, go to a fertility clinic. So my advice to Lane, you're you're 34, so you're you're not exactly there yet, but no, but I this is kind of my advice to all women. I think if you can, may as well stop in at a fertility clinic and just like if there's see. one on your way
2: home from work or yeah. whatever, and play with the embryos.
4: <laughs> yeah. see if you there's like a fast casual fertility clinic. That. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, enjoy your time, you know. Enjoy your time there, not just in and out. Um, but yeah, and just sort of find out what you're what you're dealing with and uh, what you're looking at. And also, I do wish that I had frozen my eggs. Um, I heard all sorts of talk about it, and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not ready to deal with this yet. Um, um I yeah.
2: personally like one of my wishes is I wish the air conditioning would fucking turn oh on. My it's God. seriously six thousand degrees. Yeah. An Does anybody else have a layer of sweat on their belly? I'm
4: about
1: to get some boob sweat. Oh, Sorry, guys, It's really some. horrible.
2: Yeah, I'm like a layer of like juice, like <laughs> around my midriff.
1: You guys, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, perhaps a generator, <laughs> perhaps a fan, perhaps a belly towel. Yeah, guys, yeah, if we were at
4: Alan's parents' house, we'd still have air conditioning because they have a generator. Of course oh. they do. Oh, of God. course they do. Man,
2: everybody. How in... far away is it? <laughs> it's really far. Oh. The Moss family is just apocalypse ready. No preppers. <laughs> Seriously. They're, They're ready amazing. for the bug
1: out. Mm-hmm. Um, click through the Amazon banner on my website, allisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but helps off the show. Thank you for your Amazon support. Thank you for your PayPal support. Um, and so close to the Patreon page launching. You have no idea. So close. Uh, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on Something I have thought or done is
0: it
2: just me
1: or everyone Okay.
2: Wait, what happened?
1: I'm giving you a, a folded piece of paper so you can fan yourself oh,
2: thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you looking at my papers. So if you
2: one thing you don't know about the show is like Allison has this secret thing that she does with me where she's like it's sometimes I feel like it's like her way of saying like stop doing that or like you have to in some ways there's some like tiny amount of scolding.
1: So I don't you, even know about this. It's yes, a secret even from me. So
2: like when you handed me the paper, I was like, oh no, I did something wrong. Oh. I did something wrong. <laughs> I did something wrong. I'm in trouble. Jenna, you don't want to fan with that?
1: I thought that was, no, that's your fan. No, but you can fan with no, it. No, 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 I, I love you the fan. It's like the fan is snack. Ch- oh,
2: can, can this be a fan? No, no a I dog. need that paper. Yeah, that's you fan
1: dog. yourself. Okay, okay. hang okay. on. Yeah. And everyone needs a fan. Here, fan with this. Wait, what is that one? It's a blank piece of paper. Use that as a fan. Thank you.
2: I swear it makes a difference. We're just trying to keep it real over here at here, the Here,
1: someone else need a piece of paper. I have this to say though, Greg, pie. I kind of
4: thought she was I'm I think mm-hmm. I kind of Did you think thought I was in trouble? trouble? Yeah. yeah, you thought it was because, because you had just been playing with her papers yeah. and so well, I thought like, here's a piece of paper so you don't play yeah, with it. That's my what
2: I thought cuz that's what it always is. It's like Jeff going like, here's a little thing you can play with. Stop touching the mic and Allison's like, okay, if you want to see that, you can see it.
1: Well, wait, weren't you But weren't you going through my papers looking for something to fan yourself with? I
2: was, but I thought somehow that that got me in trouble.
1: No, you didn't get you in trouble. Yeah, it, no. but it was me saying here this is this one will work best as a fan. Yeah, I just don't want Bono to be
2: mad at me. <laughs> That's cool, bro. <laughs> That's Bono's the way shit goes hot down. Not be angry. <laughs>
1: okay. <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many other podcasts do you think right now are, oh my God, it feels so good with you guys fanning. Greg, I feel like it actually occurs to me that you might be a little bit afraid of me because when I said, oh my God, you like stopped moving and just held very still. Well, I feel like more than any other
2: members of the Thursday gang that I've gotten busted a bunch of times. (laughs) I feel like I'm always getting busted over here for like, oh, Greg got too drunk. Greg touched (laughs) the mic too many times. (laughs) Greg said this. I'm always getting, I only got too drunk one time for the record. Which in the grand scheme I mean, what are we
1: calling too drunk? Officially too drunk.
2: No. One time. One time, but there was one follow-up call drunk. (laughs) Where the next day you were like, I think you're cut off from the hard stuff at the Rosen (laughs) household. Okay.
1: Mallory says, the only- (laughs) This is an especially- Apropos one, the only thing worse than the heat are the people who won't stop complaining about <laughs> it. Uh, when we look, when oh, I had air conditioning, I don't know oh, about man. that.
3: That seems like an extreme criticism.
1: Yeah, mm, I have to say
2: these are extenuating circumstances.
1: Yeah, when I had air conditioning, I was more willing to agree with you. Yes, I disagree absolutely.
4: now. <laughs>
2: For the most part, when people are complaining about the heat, I'm like, if you like, if someone's like, I'm homeless or I live in like some place where there's no access to air conditioning, fine. But most of the people I know that are complaining about it are people who don't have to really deal with actual heat,
0: right? right? I, it used to annoy me when I was uh, freshly from Tucson because it would be like 90 degrees. Shut up. That's not hot. Now I'm a wuss, and I complain when it's 78.
1: Mm. So. Something just occurred to me, Daniel. Hmm. We have no ability to make dinner tonight because all of our dinners are frozen dinners. Yeah, I mean we could just probably let them all cooked out. already. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, By yeah just, the way, just hold so it out the down. window for
3: thirty seconds and it will be done. Yeah, we'll okay. we'll figure it out.
1: Mallory says, "Still don't think it's this is another one from Mallory. Still don't think it's okay to talk politics at work, even in this election year where it's tough not to talk about." So um, this is not the same
2: Mallory. I just is. want to be clear. It is the same. This one. is the same Mallory. Yes, okay, is. all right. Okay to talk She's sick of your heat
1: and heat talk and your political.
2: Um, I heard a big thing about this on the radio today. That this has been a problem in a lot of offices. In fact, um, I would I agree with you, Mallory. I don't think it's okay to talk about at the office. I I think it's a
0: recipe for disaster. I mean, you you, if you do like tread
2: carefully. Yeah, but I, I actually think it's not okay. I think it's a thing like. I think it's the equivalent of going into work and talking about your sex life,
0: well, I guess it depends on how so you're I would talking do that about too. it like if it gets just brought like if you just say something casually but you're not trying to be on a soapbox about it, like if you just make a an offhand comment that's I think that's okay, but if you're trying to get a debate going that's not that's not okay
3: yeah it's if you're trying to have an actual discourse in conversation, that's one thing, but it's it's just such a minefield. It's so easy for it to turn into I I can't contest. speak for
2: anyone else's profession, but I can tell you in television, there is this horrible assumption that everybody agrees with everybody and, and all those people are right. Right. And I'm not <laughs> even going to say I agree or disagree with people, but whenever people bring shit up like that to me, they're looking at me like, you know what I'm saying, man? And I'm always like, I- I'm not interested in engaging with you in this. Yeah. Like I'm happy you have your opinion. I hope the majority wins go vote that's great let's go do some work <laughs> like it's just that's not something i'm interested in most i don't want to talk about it with most people mm-hmm. or almost yeah. any people but at work i feel like it's a very bad idea mm-hmm. yeah i have an opinion about the last, that
4: one. well no i ha- not the last job i had that yeah. was in an office but the one before that was daily show so i really right. it was all politics right. all day long and it, when i left that job i did not watch cable news for like a year. Because I was like, I'm so done. I don't want to watch anything ever. So I was like anti-news for like a year and then I finally accepted it again. And
0: it's it's super annoying when people will talk to you about something political and just assume you agree with them. Right. I do Because they feel like they're so right. And it's like, you know, look, you have to respect the fact that even if you disagree with somebody, they're not, you know, they may have a reason, they may be coming from a reasonable position even though you disagree. And uh, people have a hard time with that. So that's why yeah.
2: I might've told you this, Jenna, but I was up like a long, like nine or 10 years ago, I was up for a writer position at Colbert. Oh man. And I was actually going to take it and move to the East coast. And then oh, I had gosh. a final interview. I can't remember the woman's name, but she, in the interview, she was like, how, what are your like political views? Like, how do you actually feel about America? And I was like, Oh, I don't really talk about that. <laughs> I vote and then like the rest of it, I don't really talk about. And she goes, well, you know, this show is like, we're actively kind of like trying, there is an agenda there. We are trying to make a change. Like the show will influence people. And I was like, oh, I just want to like make people laugh. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I never got a job offer. Right. Yeah. Do you
1: wish you had answered differently?
2: No, 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 no. That's what I really feel. And I'm glad I didn't work there because it would have been a fucking nightmare.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: like I, a couple of months ago, I was up for a job to head write something for sci fi. And then when I got down to like the last interview with the network, I was like, oh, I don't know anything about this shit. You should hire somebody who knows what Hodor is. Don't hire me. And a- it was alien s- politics and stuff. And it was the same thing at that Colbert <laughs> Report. I was a bad fit. So her question might have actually been appropriate mm-hmm. as a sure. vetting process. So. That's, I feel that strongly about it that I would wow. throw a job in the garbage for it.
1: I have to commend that level of integrity because it's been long, long, long time since I've been on a job interview, but I think that my first impulse, and I'm not proud of this, would be, I'm going to say what will help me get the job. Sure. And I don't you know, know that it works. But
2: you're just screwing yourself if you do that. You're just setting yourself up to be unhappy and to fail. That, that's how you, I feel. You
1: yeah. would have... Hated working there. Yeah, I would have, ha- that was I, I would have hated every... Yeah. I know I would have hated did every you, minute of it. Did you, up to that point, did you not realize how political, like sincerely political it was? No, I like don't... that. My brain doesn't work
2: that way. I just thought it was like... My brain works like if you walk into my office with like a swastika tattoo on your forehead and a heroin needle in your arm, but your joke packet is funny, I'm only looking at your joke packet. Mm-hmm. That's the way my brain works. Um, and I don't understand
1: has that ever blown up in your face when you've hired a a a neo-nazi junkie yeah um (laughs) no but i I would it's blown up in my face before hiring
2: writers whose lives are a disaster yeah Mm. um but my whole thing i feel like part of being enlightened is judging people on how they treat each other is that weird like in other words i don't really care if like you or daniel were like i'm voting for this guy I wouldn't be like, well, then, in retrospect, I hate how nice you've been to me. Hmm. <laughs> like, You're the same person to me. So that's why I never want to talk about politics with people, because I don't want it to be the yardstick I measure them by.
0: Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm with you on that.
2: Yeah, um, I'm also an affluent white man, <laughs> right? for the record. So it's a lot different if you said something that might be offensive to me versus someone else. But that's been my basic premise is like, I just want to judge you on how I see right. you. Treat other people not how you tick a little box. Right.
1: Yeah. Would you have any issue marrying someone who's completely politically different than you? I know you're already married, but
2: I, I might be married to somebody who's politically different. I don't know how I all do all you not. You don't know. We never talk about it. Wow. She wants to talk about it with
1: me sometimes, and I'm like, I don't
2: really want to talk about it.
0: Do you? Do you vote? Well, I'm sorry. Do you have political I opinions? Think you, yeah, yeah, I, I said,
2: vote. Do you e-vote? Do I you vote, vote in <laughs> every single election. Do you even election, vote? As well as and you, I have like. Fairly strong political opinions, but, just but I don't, don't like talk to talk about, about about it. Yeah, don't really talk about it. When I was a kid, my mom always said, "Never tell anyone how much money you make. Never tell anyone who you vote for." See, yeah, I, she said that to me like hundreds of times, and I don't. I don't, I don't tell anybody. I, I agree I make, with you,
0: you about you telling people who you vote for, um, but I think that it's important to talk about politics if you can talk about it in a reasonable way, because. Mm-hmm. We have, if you're, if you don't, like part of the problem is people get just kind of ghettoize their opinions and they only will go to where they agree, where people agree with them. And it's like, you know, it's good to hear the other side. It's good to hear what the argument is against your thoughts so that you can go, oh, wait a minute. Like, if that's a reasonable argument, maybe I'm wrong. Or,
3: or if you can reach some kind of compromise, too.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you, you can do it, if, you, if you can do it in a way where you're actually open-minded and you can, like, have an even exchange of ideas. The problem is that that doesn't fucking happen anymore. People that just scream at each mm. other. And, and
2: know? I, I know fundamentally, Daniel, that you're right. I, I'm so scarred, by the way, by what my college experience was like oh. that I overcompensated yeah. sure. and shut down yeah. so heavily. Yeah, there's nothing Pitzer worse than that very much like Venice, I remember getting to college and like I, I was in this conversation with these people and I remember one guy talking about how his family was from Texas and all these people at this room were like, oh, fucking Texas, that must suck. And I remember being like, what's wrong with Texas? Like, right. this is a dude from Texas. Why do we all have to sit in this room and hate Texas? Right and i just like never wanted to have that yeah. i just wanted to be like that's a person so i just stopped and
0: and if you and if you have a strong idea about what it means to be from texas isn't it exciting to meet someone from texas that is different than what you thought mm-hmm. i mean i went to college i had a a, a guy who li- who's like my neighbor in my dorm and he was palestinian but he was christian and his whole family was christian and it was like i didn't even know that <laughs> i thought all palestinians were muslim and it turns out there are a lot of Christian and he was giving me that perspective on things. I'm like, oh, that's so that that's really cool. Like I get to expand my understanding of that part of the world or those people.
2: And um And also like most people in most places are nice. Yeah. You just have to like they're looking at you to see how you're predisposed to them. Yeah. Most people are nice. There's a lot of racists and a lot of dickheads, but like if you approach people in a certain way, they're usually nice. Yeah. Have you notice that? Like, people are kind of nice. Well, yeah.
1: It's, you know, it's interesting hearing you guys talk because I'm just realizing how much of my political discourse, of which there isn't that much, takes place on Twitter. Like, it's been so long since I've had any sort of political issue involving actual face-to-face human beings. Mm-hmm. And Twitter is the worst place to have any kind of conversation People just like oh want to hector you with their ideas. Yeah. It's like, God...
0: Yeah, I, I actually saw this interesting interview. Uh, someone put it on Facebook recently, but it was a woman who had been in the CIA and she had been, um, de- you know, undercover in the Mideast. East. And she was talking about you know how, in order to be good at that job, you have to understand. Not only do you have to listen to your enemies, your so-called enemies, but you have to understand that everybody on every. And this is something probably everybody here understands, but everybody is. Is righteous in their own eyes. Like everybody is the hero of the story. Everybody is the, you know, is doing something for good reasons. They're not like just trying to be, oh, I'm just an evil dickhead. So if you, if you know, like even someone politically you disagree with, if you know, like, well, they're not immoral. Like we like to think, oh, they're stupid or they're immoral. It's like, no, they just have a different. Right, they have a different frame of reference. They have a different world view than I have. They're not
2: right. And guess what? You know? They don't want their children to die. <laughs> well, right. Like we all have the same. They <laughs> no, don't it's understand. Just they don't
1: love their children. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just like,
2: and there's that weird thing too, where like people imagine it's that's that, that. It's that whole thing of like, there's an evil man sitting on top of the General Electric Corporation, being like, "I hate babies" or whatever. And it's not like that. People don't think actually,
0: that actually. I did work at General Electric and. <laughs> That stereotype is true. Perhaps. The that maybe GE
1: one is. They have anyway. posters up of a baby in a circle. on slide. How do you? Oh, no. <laughs> the baby's
3: behind
0: a car on a tricycle. How, how do you think they get the energy? It's right. little treadmills.
2: No, and, well, yes, I understand.
0: Um, Yikes. Anyway, Dirk Turn. Man, we got real political there.
1: No. Is Are there any like, more just me or everyone? Ricardo Herrera says, Can't read the name Jessica without saying, Jessica! I'm starting to annoy myself. Is this a reference to something I don't get? Yeah,
0: I don't know. From the movie
2: Jessica.
4: Jessica.
1: (laughs) There's Jessica Rabbit. There's Jessica Jones. Or maybe Jessica
2: Lang. Is Is it from? Oh, Oh. no, no, I don't know. It doesn't. That's just another Jessica. (laughs) That is, but that is a Jessica. That is a Jessica.
1: Either this is a common reference that we all don't know, (laughs) and people will write in and tell us, or this is a true, true. Just me or everyone, where he's really like, This is just how I say Jessica. And oh, Jessica! There is, is there
2: a song, Jessica? I, Jessica! Is there an Almond Brothers song, there is, Jessica? There's a sprout.
0: There's a Melissa. There's a song for every name, right?
1: Um. um is there a Daniel? Yes. Daniel yes. John. John. Elton
0: John. You, By the Sorry. way, yeah, I learned Sorry. she has never heard that song. Really? How you did never it go?
1: How
0: did it go? Daniel, Daniel my, my brother. brother oh, you
1: are. yeah.
4: Older than
2: me, do you still? My sister wrote a song stay. called
4: Daniel too. Really? Mm-hmm. Is your yeah, sister that's the, John? That's the no. one. Bernie no. Taupin? No. Yeah, you know my sister's song Daniel. It was on no. her solo album from 1995 or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Who was Daniel? This guy her. she dated.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, is he top bunk or bottom bunk?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway,
2: none of us understand that. But no. so, no. just you,
1: Daniel. Tell us about the guy you work with. <laughs>
2: Um,
0: yeah, there's a guy and he's a really nice guy. I've talked about him before and he,
1: he, was he the guy who says things so delicious? Yeah, he'll be
0: like, Oh, this is, this is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) This is so delicious. Um, but he'll, he has this thing that he does all day long where he'll just start singing, uh, maybe five, notes from a song but it's the same song five notes no. every minute and a half well, give us an example so it's like um, da, 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 da. and then it's just it's like it's always
2: ragtime like that I no like,
0: if I only had, only a, had a brain, oh, yeah. oh geez, wow, and then it's Jenna just like quick but he'll like <laughs> it's just like just when the song starts to kind of exit my brain it jams it right back in my brain <laughs> and so all day but you don't get past the five notes right it's it it just drives me bonkers,
1: and then you come home and and well, you then I've got you it pass it on:
0: It's like a virus that
2: I
3: pass on to you yeah, yeah it's I had a friend that did that, except he would unknow, unbeknownst to him sing the wrong lyrics, huh? and mm-hmm. so he would just sing the little phrase and sing completely wrong mm. lyrics and just do it over and over. It drove me nuts yeah yeah it's it's hard.
1: <laughs> Layla Rolling Stone says, "Can't stand a wet bath mat instead toweling off while standing in the shower
0: gotta do that mm.
1: um i I do most of my toweling off after the shower. I'll do like a light toweling off in the shower because the shower's not very big yeah. and uh it's
2: a normal your shower's a normal shower I was able to no, we have another bathroom shower. you do. Mm-hmm, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. It's a big place. Yeah, but that so shower is a normal play. size shower. Yes,
1: the shower that you have seen um, is yeah. a shower. In that shower, what?
2: I've never showered
3: in that <laughs> <I've
1: never> shower. <laughs> if
2: I just showed up here and took a shower, now I just wanted to see if you, if you would believe me.
3: That'd be a cool move. Yeah, yeah. show somebody's I'm house. Go, Can I use your bathroom? Oh, sure, it's down the hall. <laughs> <I'm just going laughs> is like, he taking a shower? Start
0: without me. I'm going to jump in the shower. <laughs> I, I really like that move. If you do that, you're you're okay in my yeah. book. I also will never invite you back.
2: Yeah, I always think wet bath mats are disgusting. Yeah. And I'm always like, well, then move it. Because if it's right there, it's for sure going to get wet. And right. that's what it's there for is to absorb water, in my opinion.
0: But it's I to absorb told- the foot water that you didn't, you didn't quite get. Nobody, in the process. In,
2: nobody lives in a world where water from the shower doesn't spill out of the shower onto the bath mat. nobody lives in that world
0: some but not like the the torrent of water that will come off your body right after the shower you got to get that in the tub
2: oh i i i I don't know i like when (laughs) when the shower is over especially if it's hot outside i get out of the shower and immediately start drying off yeah drying off i want to know you know why you don't dry off in the shower daniel and i'll tell you right now Right here on this podcast <laughs> is because you, when you pull your towel into the shower, it will fall on the ground, and the corners of it will get wet. From yes, the that's of the my shower. issue. You kind yes. of have
0: towel that's technique. That's my issue. If you obviously don't have proper towel technique, that's not my problem. I've, I've taken many showers, it, and it's you have moldy bath mats. Then
2: we have. Do you and wash you're going
0: get. You're going to get we, mold foot. Do we wash <laughs> them? Oh my
2: god! First of all, yes, we wash them. Then we use them once or twice, and then they're determined to be disgusting. And then I take a. Towel and I use it as a bath mat, and yeah. then I'm told that's a towel, not a bath mat. So the only way to win is to constantly be washing the bath mat. We, Do you agree, Jenna? Agree or disagree? Can a normal towel be used as a bath mat? Ooh, ooh, I, ooh, I, oh, I. Wait, hang on. Oh, okay. Normal
1: towel used as a bath mat. Yes, please, or oh, please. <laughs> okay, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah, I yes, please it too.
0: Yes, please. Wait, normal towel used as a bath mat?
1: In a pinch. Oh, sure.
3: Especially
0: in a yeah. pinch.
1: Yeah. In a pinch, right? That's in the a condition. pinch, Every, like during the apocalypse, dirty, like tonight,
2: <laughs> everything dirty is the same. So, like Iola, well, I feel so bad talking about her. You like mean, this, I mean, everything dirty is the same so much, as if it wasn't. dirty. But, but she will say to me, like, "Don't put the dish towels in the hamper." And I'm like, mm, "Everything is dirty. That. The yeah. same. Yeah. Everything ah, is the daddy. same. The towel, the dish towel, the di- that's all the same. Once it's been dirty, it's all the same.
3: Poopy she, underwear." Is it the same?
2: We don't deal with a lot of poopy underwear at the house that I'm aware of. All right,
3: urine-soaked jeans after a Bruce Springsteen concert.
2: (laughs) There there are...
3: Hypothetically. um,
2: There are extreme circumstances that, yes, they should not be in the hamper, but dirty towel, bath mat...
0: I agree with that, that. Stuff is all the same. I'm the guy who um, I had put the towels in the um, washing machine, and then I went in to use to wash my face, and realized I didn't have any towels there. You know that thing where your face is yes. totally wet, mm-hmm. and so I just use my shirt, and then threw it in the corner. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah, I do that. Shirts can be towels. Agree or disagree?
4: Uh, yes, no, please. No, it's not yes, agree please.
2: or disagree, Daniel. Jesus, have you ever been on the podcast? Please or not pleased. <laughs>
4: um,
1: <laughs> what is it, Allison? Please? It's yes or please <laughs> or oh, please.
2: What was the question?
1: Oh, my God. Shirts, Shirts? towels. Shirts can yes, be towels. Please. Yes, please.
4: Yes, please. Jeff? Uh, Five seconds, Jeff.
3: I'm going to say, oh, please. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no... no
1: Holy please. shit. I bet you're voting for Trump, to- too. Just- in <laughs> a pinch, yes, but there's no
3: absorbency.
1: That's that's true. There's, there's no not absorbency. A lot of blurb- Allison, am yeah. oh, Sorry, to- that's not true. I don't know anymore.
2: You didn't have a yes, please, or a no, please. Yeah. Shirts oh, towels. Yeah. Yes, please. Oh! <laughs> I don't know if I care about, like, if more of us voted or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not about yours in particular. My brain is very... Curdled? soft Curdled. I'm, I'm wilting Gross. like a hothouse flower
1: yeah. all right let's wrap this my, let's get I'm this. sweaty
2: I'm trying to find a place in my buddy body that isn't <laughs> sweaty is
0: it
1: brain I can't wait to take a selfie with all of no, you. No, no. Close no. the brain is
0: warmer like this is it more suggestible like is it softer gray matter
1: why are you trying to sell us something say? <laughs> yes <laughs> um, then yes Good. what are you selling us yeah I'll tell you later <laughs> okay great for the listeners um demian cordovan this will be the last one says it's a it's slightly painful knocking with my off hand but i can pound with my dominant hand no pain just me or everyone interesting yeah Ooh. i prefer to pound a door with my right hand yeah
0: it says a door Left for me knock oh
1: that's what i assume well what else are we knocking on
0: whatever knock right. on shit yeah wherever you are you can knock on Wait. something
1: yeah, let's yeah. all knock. Yep. Oh, they yeah. Yeah. use your offhand. Uh, feels
4: kind of similar, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, my
2: non-denominational hand feels better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, my <laughs> non- my non-denominational knuckle it hurt a little more. <laughs> <Non-denominational>. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jeff. I never knock
0: with my left hand. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's excited about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she heard
1: all this. Yeah, hi. Our dogs' <laughs> dominant pod. Oh,
0: um, dogs have four legs. Oh, so but they're play just the feet. Song. Oh, I know, I know. I I don't think. Yeah, probably. I don't
1: Good, know. Good solid answer, <laughs> you guys. You
0: know, you're the yes. Well, I don't know. Maybe no.
1: I know. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about some dogs, shall we?
0: Dum-dum-dum dogs. dogs. <laughs> you
3: are a dog. You your
1: bed.
3: You are a dog.
1: Dum-dum-dum. <laughs>
3: <bed>? A doggy
4: dog.
3: That's what you are. Put it oh, in the bed. hamper. You are a Come inside. come
1: inside, come inside. With
3: poop on your butt, we poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. Hey, okay.
1: tonight I will be talking about two dogs: a big dog and a small dog. First up is the big dog Rufus. He has been available. I mentioned him before. He's still at the shelter. He's been available since February. Someone go save Rufus. He's a cane Corso mix. He's 10 years old. He's big and goofy, says my friend Laura who's training him. He's 20 pounds underweight, um, so he is a sweetie who needs to put on a little bit of weight. Um, but he is uh, hes big and he's sweet, and he is looking for a home, and he's playful and he's friendly. So that is Rufus. He's a big dog.
0: Save Rufus.
1: And then there's Kane, who's a chug, which is a chihuahua pug. What? He is less than 10 pounds. Is it crazy pounds. looking? He's super cute. He's super cute, and he's friendly, and he's happy, and he likes belly rubs. Um, And he's about two years old, and he's also playful and friendly. And... Um, I will put links to both of these dogs in the episode summary, but I will also tell you. I will pass the photo along in just one second. Plus,
0: you'll be able to have a dog you can say is a chug. That's That's, awesome. I know.
1: (gasps) Yes. Um, So, for Rufus, go to shelterme.com slash downy slash Rufus training program. And for Kane, go to shelterme.com slash downy slash Kane, K A N E training program and i'm going to pass his photo because he's super cute they're both super cute no. he's got a little no. underbite um okay you guys this has been a weird episode but thank you for making it this far if you have i'm just going to assume you have uh i mentioned before amazon we have ringtones available hey 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 go, go fuck yourself bonus episodes available um, all that stuff, go to AllisonRosen.com, click on the store. We have t shirts available. We have, we're, we're soon to have, is that Fun even English? Merch. Fun new merch coming soon, um, which I'm very excited about. So follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen, follow the show's Twitter feed at ARIYMBF, and email us at ARIYMBFShow at gmail.com. If you want us to give you advice, um, email us at that email address and write uh, advice in the subject line. Also, I teased a story about um, an older lady who needed eggplant and my run-in with her. It is on the Monday episode with Brian and Aaron from Throwing Shade. I recommend that episode highly. They're super fun and they're super funny. And there's the eggplant story on that episode. So if you're, if you're curious, which you should be, go listen to it. Jeff, where should we find you?
3: You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Colonel Jeff Fox, hashtag I love air conditioning.
1: <laughs> Daniel?
0: You can find me at Daniel Quants, Twitter and Instagram, and DQuants on the Snappy. What about
2: TheQuants?
0: DQuants no, on sorry. the Snappy. Oh, com. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot I about I my website. Something else. I know. I've been bad. I, I did do some questions and answers. That was fun. I'm going to post some new stuff. You know, hey. It's, uh, you never know what you're going to get over there. It's exciting stuff.
1: <laughs> and Jenna, um, let us know where we can go for Al and for you.
4: Okay. If you want to you know, enjoy the musings of my sweet, sweet husband, the hashtag Al, you can follow him on all social media platforms. Well, not all of them, but most of them at the hashtag Al all spelled out, the hashtag Al. And you can listen to the both of us on my podcast, Sorry Not Sorry, with Jenna Kim Jones. That is available on iTunes and various other podcast ho- services, as well as JennaKimJones.com slash podcast. And uh, you can
1: follow me on social media, at JennaKimJones. And Greg?
2: At Dong Attack.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being on the show. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know
2: about the Rose and Rosen show?